gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Hello everyone and welcome to what I'm going to say is a really special installment of the Midweek Squeeze and it's really, really special because I'm coming to you live from day two of self-isolation. Yes, it has reached my life. The coronavirus has reached my life. It has reached my son's life. We are all okay. Neither of us are sick, but we are in self-isolation, which is super, super, super fun. Um, And if you can't tell, I'm definitely being sarcastic. I think this kind of home quarantine is going to hit all of us eventually by the looks of it if you're watching the fear mongering on the news or you're just I don't know keeping on top of it with friends and family and daycares and kinders it seems like every one of us is going to be affected by it somewhat and the good news is for us we've been hit nice and early so I'm here to tell you that it is not that bad at all um it's actually my son's father who has contracted coronavirus and we both spent um saw him last late last week when he was unknowingly contagious then my son spent the night at his place um and then he uh, started getting sick a few days later and so because we've had close contact with him we are now considered at risk of developing it so basically that means that we just have to stay put in our house and monitor any symptoms but I'm happy to report that a few days on what it's been now it's will be Thursday tomorrow when this comes out so it'll be nearly a week since we since I saw him and I'm absolutely fine so it's very likely that we are going to be fine um and also I know I've asked him if I can speak about this and he said that is fine he is absolutely fine I know it can be very uh I know it can be very scary for the elderly or people who have conditions but if you're I don't know our age group 20s 30s and you're reasonably you're pretty fit and healthy I'm no doctor but um you know I've just seen him and he is fine he has a headache and a sore throat and I actually joked to him today how excited I am to be housebound for 14 days because he has a sore throat and we laughed about that uh so you know I think that I don't know if that helps put your mind at ease if you were starting to get worried about how bad it could get I'm here to tell you that I've seen it firsthand and it's not that bad. I So I did want to have a chat with you guys about that and how we're keeping busy and what we're doing because, as I said, I think we're all going to get hit by it some way in some way or another. I think some of the, a lot of the premiers, I know the Victorian premier is saying it's a matter of when, not if, there'll be school closures. So we're all going to be desperate for ideas of how to keep busy. So I'll get into that. And, but I thought I would start the podcast with a question from a user called Campbell's Four. Um, and she says that she's struggling to get her mojo back as she's put on weight and wants some tips to help focus. I totally feel you with this one. I know exactly how that feels when you've put on that little bit of extra weight or you're just not feeling yourself. And all of a sudden you just 
feel it affect all of your confidence and all of your self-esteem and you don't want to go out and you don't want to be social and you certainly don't want to date and you just don't feel like the best version of yourself. I know the number on the scale doesn't define who you are and it doesn't define the kind of person you are but I also do know for me when I'm carrying a bit of extra weight I also don't feel like the best version of myself either and I know when I do lose that weight and I'm um, at the gym and I'm eating really well I'm feeling like the strongest healthiest best version of me and then that is then amplified in into every facet of my life as well so you know it's totally fair enough that you're feeling like this so you're asking for tips to help focus. I think the best thing you can do is get out all the clothes that you really, really want to fit into. And that sounds super superficial, but that really helps me. It's all my beautiful clothes that I really want to fit into and I know make me feel fantastic. Get all those out and have a look at them and think about how that you used to feel when you would wear them and what stage of your life you were at. And perhaps that can be a really tangible goal in front of you to help you visualize where you want to be. Otherwise, If you can find some photos of yourself at the ideal weight that you'd want to be or at a time of your life that you felt really confident, print those out and put those on a vision board so they're in front of you every day and you can see that goal in front of you. Otherwise, it's worth just coming up with a really easy easy to follow plan and being really clear about why you want to lose this weight and why you want to you know, why you're feeling how you are and why you want to get your mojo back is because you're not feeling like the best version of yourself. Is it because you, or is it coming from a place you're wanting to fit in with other people or you think because you've put this on this weight, therefore people won't like you as much. You know, you've got to get really clear on that why. And if it's coming from a really innocent place and a really, um, a meaningful place that you just want to feel like the best version of you or you want to be the best mum or you want to have the most energy or you want to feel healthier, then that's going to have um, that's going to be more long-term and that's going to be more sustainable rather than those kind of short-term superficial goals. So what I would do if I was you is I would um, think I would go, firstly, I would get rid of all the crappy food in my kitchen and my uh, pantry and my fridge, anything that is going to make you feel crap and put on weight out, get it out now. Because if you're buying chips and chocolate and cheese and all the yummy stuff and it is sitting there staring at you, guess what? You're going to eat it. So if it's not there, you can't eat it. I would also commit to cooking majority of your meals. So I would go and buy all fresh, beautiful produce from the markets, probably on the weekend when you've got time to really go through and pick all beautiful fruit and vegetables and health and fresh produce. And I would cook it for the week ahead, or at least if you've got work, know what you're coming home to cook. You know, we I hate coming home from work and be like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. And that's then when you can resort to Uber Eats or just reaching for really uh, unhealthy quick fixes that might be lurking in your pantry. So have a really clear idea when you're going to the markets of the kinds of meals you want to cook and make sure there's leftovers for the next day for lunch and commit. I think the best thing you can do is commit to cooking around 90% of your meals for the week. So that equates to maybe one or two meals that you might eat out or you might get takeaway and they can even be healthy options, but make sure cooking is the main thing that has helped me lose weight when I've been really serious about it and then I would look at the kind of exercise that makes you feel really good if you don't like high intensity exercise if that doesn't 
resonate with you, don't do it. If you love swimming, do that. If you love yoga, do that. If you love going for huge walks, do that. Do the things that are going to make you feel alive. Don't do the things that drag you down because you think that that's what you're going to have to do. That is always destined to fail. So if you can be really clear about your food, your cooking, your exercise regime, and keep it really realistic, if you know you're only going to be able to do that two or three times a week, don't diarize to, you know, to make sure to be in the gym six times a week when you know that's not going to be possible. That's just setting you up to fail. For me, I know I can work exercise about maybe three or four times a week. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. But if I can get those three time sessions in, then, you know, that's really achievable for me. And then I just make sure on those other days I at least get out in nature. And then I, I think it's a really good thing to, you know, it's one thing to want our body to physically look one way but we have to feel like that internally as well so you're going to feel like that anyway if you're cooking your own food and you're exercising but also we have to we forget our mind in all this we forget how to be mindful we forget how important our mental health in all of this is so try journaling each night try writing every night what you're grateful for try meditating if you can meditating to sleep or meditating in the morning trying to keep your mind as stress-free as possible I know for me I've always been when I've been really fanatical about on a on some kind of diet or wanting to lose weight or look a certain way but I'm really stressed and my emotional health is suffering I don't lose one gram because my emotional health is completely out of whack and then what do you know as soon as my stress reduces and as soon as I take into account how I'm feeling emotionally well, there you go. Then the weight starts tipping off. So it is all so interconnected. We can't be focusing on one and not the other. Make sure that you're doing something to support every layer of your health, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. And make sure you're sleeping well. We can't be expecting our body to be changing or being who we want to be if we're only surviving off a few hours sleep or then we're punishing ourselves with really low quality food or we're we're chugging down coffee. You know, you've got to be really, really kind to yourself as well. And also, that also goes for social media. If there are accounts of fitness models that are making you feel crap about yourself, unfollow them. Get rid of anyone on your social media that makes you feel crap when you click on it. For me, when I click on social media, it's only full of inspiring people, people I really love, people I find really interesting, interesting quotes, interesting things that I know are going to is going to enrich my life. So make sure your surroundings, question your surroundings, I should say, and make sure that each facet of your surrounding is designed to enrich and nourish you. Now, I hope that helped. Do stick with it long term. You know, we can't be just doing these kind of crash diets for a week and then expecting to be this whole other person. To really commit to our health and well-being is a long-term thing and it's going to take time and it's going to take commitment and it's going to take sometimes when you just want a pizza to cook that broccoli and protein dish that you don't want and then when you eat, you're going to feel a million times better. So it takes that commitment. It takes being a little bit strict, but the results and how you're going to feel within a month, two months, three months is all worth it when you have, as you said, your mojo back, when you feel like yourself, when you're proud of yourself for remaining really focused and you believe in yourself, you believe that you can do what you put your mind to that. I think that when I know that I've really committed to something and I've seen it follow through, I'm really, really proud of myself and my personal strength. And I I don't know, it makes me feel like I can kind of do anything. So that's a really invaluable feeling. I hope that helped. Do feel free to DM me if you've got any other questions. So I touched on when I first came on here 
a big hello from quarantine. We're now two days in. My son just before bed was absolutely going insane for maybe about an hour, bolting up and down the house nonstop in a very, very happy, cute mood, I must say. But I FaceTimed his dad and I just said, look what is happening to our son. It's day two and this is the result. And he was just, (laughs) it was very, very funny, but he was starting just to go a little bit stir crazy. So that makes me a little bit worried. When I check in this time next week, I might have a very different interpretation of how quarantine is going. But right now he is at the end of day two starting to go a little bit stir crazy and a little bit insane. But so initially when I was told that we would have to self-isolate, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty super pissed off because I have some really exciting things on in the next week, including a podcast interview, with someone that I was supposed to interview today, actually, um, had to cancel that. I had a speaking event on the weekend that I now can't attend. And I also have my beautiful life coach, Moni Barry, who you've all heard me talk about how I say that one of us is likely catfishing the other, but she's finally coming to Melbourne next week and we're finally going to meet and put all those rumors to rest. And now I am the one that likely sounds like I'm catfishing her because now I've told her she can't come around and I can't see her because my son and I are in quarantine. So that sounds like a lie, but I assure you it's not. We are definitely in quarantine. So I was really pissed off initially. It just felt um, really unfair, I think, because you just, you know, you know, think of all the exciting things you've got to do. You think that we're not sick. There's nothing wrong with us. Why do we have to be inside? But it's just one of those things that you've just got to get through. So anyway, after I got over that and I felt really unfair, hello there, victim mentality, I um, decided to wake up this morning with an entirely different attitude. I put some elevation oils in my diffuser and pumped up some music and I just decided to commit to a different attitude. And part of that um, entailed just being really on top of the housework, which sounds so boring, but I find that if you can just keep to that kind of really mundane routine, it gives your day some kind of focus. So I knew like on the very first day, full disclosure, I left the house a little bit messy. And then when I woke up the next day, I felt really crap. So today I've committed to keeping the kitchen really clean. Ollie and I clean up all his toys when he's finished playing with them. I've done all the washing. I've made the beds. Little things like that have made me feel a lot more focused and they've made me feel like my days have a little bit more purpose, even though it's mundane, boring housework. But, you know, I can look around and everything feels clean. Everything feels tidy. That lessens my anxiety. So I think that's a big tip I can pass on is just to keep up the housework even when you think well what's the frigging point no one's even coming over um that's more for our own mental health now i should say i only have one child i can't imagine how difficult it would be with a few but all i can talk to is the fact that i have one child at home so what i thought i would do usually ollie's really good at playing by himself actually i think because he's an only child he's really really good and he's really self-sufficient but i know that he can't just play with his cars for the next 10 or so days so I need to I needed to I need to think quick so I asked my mum to go to Kmart and buy some like slime kits and painting he she bought like um, these dinosaur porcelain things ceramic things that we can paint tomorrow um, she bought a few a new car that he'll love like all activities that are going to keep him busy longer than the normal activities I'll do with him at home I then put out the call to the my Instagram community and I've had so many amazing suggestions I'll read a few of them out to you now actually 
bear with me a sec where is my instagram so these are the kinds of things that people suggested baking which i then i actually got mum to buy some of the keep it cleaner healthy cookie and muffin mixes as well we're going to do some baking we are going to, so that's a really good one other people are sharing with me delicious chocolate cake recipes all those kinds of things and that's just going to be a really good way to do something together something that i always think i'm too busy to do with my son which is absolutely ridiculous but now i have no excuse and it's such an amazing bonding exercise to cook and bake together as well some other people are saying build a rocket ship i love that you could use all empty toilet rolls which i know we've probably got a million of those considering none of us can get any toilet paper at the moment um some people saying paint some old t-shirts do some stories each time um monique barry says create more elaborate ways to catfish me so true um another another one says have a picnic inside set up a picnic blanket on the floor with cushions and eat some food and i love that we actually did that on the balcony so we could get some fresh air Yes, we are allowed on the balcony and we are allowed in the backyard and we ate our lunch there and only really loved that um the same in the same listener says build an inside fort using chairs and bed sheets make some play-doh and slime and yes we're going to do that we've bought some ingredients to make some play-doh and slime um so and my cousin says make some rainbow rice which i think would be really cool and then another um which is so kind and lovely at at cinta and co is actually going to drop around a whole lot of arts and crafts stuff and leave it outside our door for us which is just so super kind i've been so blown away by the power of community and the power of people sticking by i think we've been so disillusioned after seeing all that toilet paper garbage on the news that it's so nice to see that when you put the call out looking for ideas or suggestions so many people have come with such amazing ideas and some are even happy to drop some of those at our door as well which is so sweet someone says to do some kids yoga on youtube for movement breaks love 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 that idea and someone else says a dance party um, and she also says to make some colored rice and to make some mini pieces on English muffins, fruit smoothies, popcorn and make some popcorn, do some dress ups, read books, coloring, play trains. Love all of those. They're all so, so good. Someone else says that they're also in isolation. So they wanted me to share these tips too. So I hope you're enjoying these. And then a lot of people have also given me some really cool, um, arts and crafts mums to follow who have some really great things that they do so one of them is called at curious me qld and what are some others i'll put them in the show notes anyway so you can go and have a look at these pages i'm not an arts and crafts mum whatsoever and I hate that. I really want to be one, but it just, yeah, it's just not me. But anyway, this is kind of forcing me to venture into that space and try some things with Ollie because at the end of the day, I'm so crap at that stuff, but he has no idea and he couldn't care less. He just loves that he's doing things like this with his mum anyway. So um, oh, someone else actually says to do some science experiments. There are tons of great kid-friendly versions using household items. And that's a really good idea too. We might Google some of those too. So if you're in isolation like me, or, you know, I think, I don't want to jinx you guys, but, you know, I think all of us are probably going to experience this sooner rather than later. Um, you know, it is possible to keep sane. It is co- possible to keep healthy. It is possible to try and keep busy and try and find some purpose in these days that kind of feel never ending. Um, so stay strong. If you've got any other ideas, please share them with me and I could probably put it up an Instagram post. Um 
And also take it easy as well. Don't feel like you've got to fill in every single minute, every single day. Yes, I have napped both days. No, I do not feel any guilt about that. And, you know, what else is home quarantine for? But napping. <laughs> um, so that's how it's been for us so far. Uh, I, you know, I think it's really important. There's so much fear at the moment around coronavirus and around isolation, around what's going on. I hope I've helped made you feel a little bit more at ease by being so open and honest about our experience and about where it's all come from and how, what Ollie's dad's been going through and that he's actually really okay and that you don't have to be as scared. I promise you, it's really not as scary. And the kind of, and the thing is, I think the doctors are also saying as well that for little kids, they've almost got this immunity against it. Then even if they get sick, it's going to be hardly more than a cold. So I'm not even that worried about Ollie getting unwell with it. I'm not worried about getting unwell with it. I know that we're both going to be absolutely fine. Um, You know, the worst thing is to just live in fear and live your life in fear, which you don't have to do. You can make the best of it and you can know that, you know, there are so many other other so many others like you who are experiencing it and are all okay I promise if you'd like to um, hit me up on Instagram you can always do so at Elizabeth Anil otherwise I'll be back in Europhones on Monday I've got nothing else to do but and uh, but edit my podcast and get them all up for you so um, I guess that's one that's one bonus um, if you wanted to reach out with any tips that you'd want me to share please do DM me I hope you got something out of it. I hope this helped and made sense. Oh, I should also say that, you know, also use this time to watch some Netflix, watch a new series because or put on a movie for the kids. If you just, you know, you just need a bit of a break, it'll be fine. They can watch the Cars movie. Yes, Ollie has watched the Cars movie each day. And yes, he is absolutely fine. We've got to do what we've got to do to get through this and no one is judging you. So... I should also say it's also really helpful to have someone on the outside that can drop food off at your door like you're a leper. And to me, that's my mum. She's been going to the supermarket, stocking up with the things I need and leaving at the door. If you've got someone like that, that's really helpful. Otherwise, what is really awesome is the department is getting in contact with all of the families out there just to make sure that your mental health is okay and to see if you need any supplies. But we're really lucky we've got our mum um so you know my mum so we're all okay but um you know rely on other people call your friends we've been calling all our family chatting each day facetiming to feel like we've got some connection with the outside world and you know we're all okay it might be a different story next week (laughs) we'll see thank you so much for listening guys i hope this one helped and i will be back as i said next week cheers bye stay well Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.